1: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. The Daily Mix Show presents the most
0: popular radio game on this side of the speaker. Let's play B Mix. Be Mix, don't be a loser.
3: B Mix, you're a loser. Who's
2: ready to be? know Jeff from Puyallup is Jeff are you there
0: me me I'm ready I'm ready
2: yeah I'm Sarah your host and it's time for you to get out of here Steve bye-bye and please get more than two. (laughs) that's what our our lovely Taryn did I believe in you Jeff (laughs) for those playing at home Jeff has 60 seconds to answer 10 questions you can pass all you want but you only get three guesses per question are you ready yes the grammy award-winning song what was i made for is from the soundtrack of what barbie yes no. what famous author wrote the shining and it Stephen king correct one step closer and in the end are songs off what lincoln park album
0: uh-oh oh
2: billy and nanny are the male and female names for what animal a horse no
0: and a goat.
2: Yes. Norma Jean Mortenson was the birth name for which movie star?
0: Marilyn Monroe.
2: Correct. Which U.S. state produces the most beef?
0: Uh, Texas.
2: Yes. Which material is most commonly used for oil paintings?
0: Acrylic oil. No. Um, oil. Uh, vegetable oil. Oh, no. Yeah.
2: Which character speaks the first line in the original 1977 Star Wars movie?
0: James Earl Jones? No. Character. Uh, Luke? No. Uh, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi?
2: No. The Netflix show Squid Game came out in what year?
0: Oh uh, 2021.
2: Yes. Wow. Dude, Jeff, you're on fire. And with that, you got six correct.
0: I think I got it.
2: You think you got it? I love that I confidence. I wish I had those questions earlier. You would so have not like done tired. much better. Don't act
4: like you would have done better. You couldn't handle the pressure. Jeff Jeff did put on a show though, Steve. Better than you? Oh yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> Is that really hard to do though? As we learned earlier this morning, doesn't sound like it, no.
2: Steve, are you ready? Oh, yes. yes! The Grammy Award-winning song "What Was I Made For?" is from the soundtrack of what 2023 movie?
1: Oh, that, that was—I did not enjoy that song. Uh, Barbie.
2: Yes. It, or the. Performance. What famous author wrote "The Shining" and "It"? Oh, Stephen King. Correct. One step closer, and in the end, our song. Lincoln what Lincoln Park oh. album.
1: Wow. <laughs> Hybrid Theory.
2: Yes. Billy and Nanny are the male and female names for what animal? goats? Yes. Norma ah. Jean Mortensen was the birth name of which movie star?
1: Norma Jean what?
2: Norma Jean Mortensen.
1: M- Marilyn Monroe.
2: Correct. Which U.S. state produces the most beef?
1: <laughs> Washington. No. <laughs> uh,
2: Texas? Correct. Which material is most commonly used for oil paintings?
1: Oh, crap. Ah, Bob Ross. I don't know why I just said that. <laughs> Lynn something. Lindseem no Lindenberg no Linderbelly? no. Which character
2: Lynn? no speaks oh. the first line in the original nineteen seventy seven Star Wars movie?
1: Which character?
2: Mm-hmm. Yoda. Noah. <laughs> wow. And with that, you got six correct, which is oh, a tie. No. Oh, wow, six to six. Oh. Is it Darth Vader? Yes. Oh, No. No. Is it C-3PO? Yes. You're welcome.
1: Oh, Oh, don't act smart right now. (laughs) Not after earlier's performance.
2: Wow. Yes, it was C-3PO. Can I get some other ones? Yeah. Which material is commonly used for oil paintings? Canvas? Yes. Come on. This game's easy.
1: Wow. Oh, man. I'm an idiot. I thought you said what kind of of paint? (laughs) What?
2: And you went with (laughs) Lindbergh? Well, no, I think Steve's uh, been huffing paint. I think so. It literally was. Which material is most commonly used for oil paintings?
1: I was thinking of something else.
2: (laughs) But if you had got to this one, the Netflix show Squid Game came out in what year?
1: Linseed oil.
2: (laughs) That is so specific. That is, I, would, I don't think I'd ever make a question that was like that specific because, well, maybe you would have gotten it, but no one else. But do you know what uh, the Netflix game, show Swid Game came out when?
1: Came out in 2018? No. 2019. No. 2021.
2: There, there we go. I like that you just skipped 2020.
1: Yeah, no one talks about 2020. That was just the year
2: of Tiger King, that's, that's all.
1: Really? That was, that was a rough year. Yeah.
2: Well, if you would have got to that, you would have won, but you didn't.
1: Canvas. So.
2: Canvas,
1: darn it! Yeah, so I say I think Steve's trying to say linseed oil.
2: Oh, see everybody
4: knows that.
1: <laughs> I would guess canvas if I would have known that's what you were asking.
4: Would you have? That?
1: Yeah, give me the win.
4: I mean, I got absolutely it. not. It's a tie. <laughs> Rockaholics, if you consider yourself a massive fan of rock music, such a fan that you could name a song after only hearing one second of the chorus, we want you to prove it. You could win concert tickets to
1: see Bear Tooth Two Hundred Six
4: Eight Hundred Three Rock.
1: Oh, we're a little bit ahead of time. It's my bad. Because oh. that's happening at 9.20.
4: Oh! <laughs>
1: I am an idiot, man.
4: Well, we can talk about anything else you want to talk about. Yeah, Steve.
1: you know What we should talk about is there was a song at the Grammys that, because of that song, it was 36 years old, and it's now once again number one on the Billboard charts.
4: Are you joking? How many
1: years? 36 years old, and now it's back at being number one on the Billboard charts thanks to the Grammys. Well, Look, you're going to tell us which song it is? Next. Next. <laughs> <laughs> the Daily Mix Show. The Daily Mix Show.
4: Some people are calling it the greatest Grammy performance of all time. Do you know what it is?
1: I do because I saw people talking about that and I had to think about it. And I was like, I don't know. It was incredible. And it was at the last Grammys. And we're talking about Tracy Chapman and with, Luke Holmes. And Luke Combs. because Luke Combs has gotten massively successful because of his cover of. <coughs> A Fast Car. Yes. Excuse me. I got a little choked <laughs> up about it. your <laughs> favorite even. song. Well, I, I actually do like the song, which I it was never one of like, the. it was weird when I watched the performance. I don't know if you ever have like a song that just like triggers like a weird nostalgia. And that one did while I was watching them up on stage and they're doing Fast Car and I'm watching them perform and I'm just like, man, this brings me back to being like a young kid. And sometimes having to listen to Top Forty radio, which I was not a fan of. I was a metal kid, but like my parents would put on Top Forty stations, or if we were sure. somewhere, and that song would come on, and it just sounded different than everything else because it was just such a chill song. And her voice was so badass.
4: Well, I remember listening to like driving around with my mom in a fast car,
1: driving around. It was, actually it was
4: a slow car. It was a probably a Chevy Suburban, nineteen seventy five, <laughs> slow car. But we, my mom used to love Tracy Chapman. We used to listen to her all the time.
1: And the performance was really great I mean And I do love A lot of people talk about How cool it was That he let her take the lead Yes I mean it's her song But that, he's
4: That was the move
1: But it's clearly becoming A big hit because of him again mm. And a few people texted in Because I think it was yesterday You were talking about How like they, 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 they did this already Before the Grammys And people were like No this is the first time That they did it
4: Really? Yeah I wonder how many rehearsals They got in
1: Oh, I'd imagine a few, but they. someone said that they performed it live somewhere else. Castle said it. Castle. Castle was wrong. Yeah.
4: Castle doesn't know anything. And there's Luke. And he had the
1: grin the entire time while they were performing this song. It was pretty fun to watch.
4: So he, this one at the CMA is one song of the year. His version. His version, right. one song of the year. So then she gets to take home a CMA, which is pretty cool. She was the first black woman to win a CMA.
1: Oh, yeah, because she wrote the song. Yeah. So she gets a, she gets an award as well.
4: And she got a fat check, by the way. In the first couple months after this song was released, she'd already earned $500,000 from the publishing rights or whatever. Well,
1: now she's probably getting a little bit of a kickback from the original version as well, because it's after 36 years of being out, It's back at number one, or back... I don't know if it ever was number one back in those days, but it's number one right now on the Billboard charts because of the success of the Grammy performance.
4: And in 1989, it was nominated for Record of the Year, Song of the Year, and Best Female Pop Vocal Performance.
1: I heard uh, Jay-Z was upset that it didn't win Album of the Year. Very
4: upset. But she did win uh, on the the Pop Vocal Performance. She did win that Grammy.
1: Okay. Yeah. What What a fun... like random success story to hear about like her back in the pop culture world again and this song being popular again
4: Well, so something like this had happened um, when, uh, when Dolly Parton's song I Will Always Love You was covered by Whitney Houston so it was number one when Dolly did it then it was number one when Whitney did it and then it went number one again after Whitney passed away
1: damn
4: yeah But that doesn't happen often in the world of pop music or any music.
1: So now people are saying that this was like the greatest Grammy performance. Do you think it was?
4: I don't know if I can compare it to that many other Grammy performances that I remember. But I I think it's a great performance. Okay, I
1: got one that I think was the greatest. I'm also selfish being a metal kid Mm. growing up. Metallica, when they performed, and did one. I think it was like back in the late 80s. And it's like, you know, you just Metallica on the Grammy show. Like, that doesn't ever happen. Like, you know, as as us big Metallica fans, like, you just didn't ever think that they would see any mainstream success, let alone be on one of these big music shows. And back when I was a kid, we'd watch these shows and it was always like the big name pop stars or, you know, rock stars that were crossover pop stars as well and then all of a sudden these four dudes with the long hair and you know the double bass up there with Lars and you're just not expecting that and they didn't do anything fancy there was no like crazy like no blood was coming out of the walls like with Olivia Rodrigo although that would have been badass but they just crushed it and I remember just being so fired up the next day to see all of my friends and talk about how awesome Metallica was
4: well and that song in general is just a very powerful song so I feel like that was the right choice for the Grammys
1: oh it was amazing I think I have a little bit of it right here. Let's see what it sounds like. Yeah, that was badass, man. Jason Newstead still in the band. Oh, yeah.
4: Look at all that hair up there. There's a lot of hair going on. I love it.
1: (laughs) A lot of badassery, too.
4: Totally. What was your uh, other... Did you have any other favorite performances from the Grammys?
1: From this past Grammys? Yeah. I really like Joni Mitchell. I know we talked about it yesterday a little bit, but I've never listened to a single Joni Mitchell song, so hearing the backstory of what she's been through over the last 80 years of her life... And, and the fact that, like, what was it, uh, Brandi Carlile mentioned she had to learn how to walk three times in her life just because of, well, I, you learn how to walk just as a kid. But then later on in life, because she had, like, some physical, uh, I think she might have a stroke or something happened in her life where she had to relearn things. So hearing all that and then all of a sudden, boom, here she is up on stage and she's sitting with the cane and she just, her voice just sounds like it's been through stuff. Yeah. I thought that performance was amazing.
4: And she's 80 now. Yes. And, and nominated for a Grammy. Yes. It's pretty impressive. I,
1: did she win one?
4: I I actually don't know.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I fast-forwarded through a lot of the awards part. Metallica won a Grammy. That was pretty they badass. Did. Was mm-hmm. that
4: for, was that performance? 72 Seasons. Who knows?
1: Uh, you know, you asked me that. I don't know. 72 Seasons is the name of the record, but it wasn't for best metal or rock album. I think it was for best rock performance.
4: For 72 Seasons, which we will probably be seeing at Lumen Field mm-hmm. on either, what is it, August 30th or September
1: 1st. And for you, it was what? Miley Cyrus's performance?
4: Yes. Because I like that that song was just kind of like, that song was kind of a revenge song. Her, you know, her husband did her very dirty and that, just the whole, that whole story behind that song is awesome. And I just, I've always been a root for Miley.
1: And she looked great. She sounded great. She was having, she looked like she was having the most fun on stage with the exception of Luke Holmes looking at Tracy Chapman probably in his head going, I can't believe I'm performing this song with Tracy Chapman live for everybody.
4: Well, did you also see, so the dress that Miley wore to walk on the red carpet was very, it it was uh didn't leave a lot to the imagination, and she had a bodyguard following her that was like put her hand over like her her bum bum area because apparently that was like super sheer. How do you
1: get that job?
4: You get to be the bum coverer.
1: Yeah, like, well, is that in the job description or are you just her personal assistant? You're like, look, I need you to just cover my bum.
4: And also that Miley has such a. <laughs> tight little bum that you just need one okay. hand to cover it.
1: <laughs> hey, someone said, "Say uh, I had the same nostalgia watching Tracy sing Fast Cars Well, Steve. Another person says, Pearl Jam and Neil Young was my favorite Grammy performance. Oh, yeah. That, that was, was also one pretty too. great. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm.
4: See, thanks for jogging my memory. Sometimes I forget how many I actually have watched over the years.
1: Yeah. The, honestly, though, I haven't watched the Grammys in a minute and apparently a lot of us haven't because this was like the highest rated Grammys in a while. I think they said it was up 34% as far as viewership.
4: Did they show Taylor Swift more than any other artist?
1: But they do that every year. I think now we're on a heightened Taylor Swift alert kind of a thing because of the, of football and that's the, the running joke or complaint that people have. But I, I always thought that was kind of fun when you'd watch the Grammys and you'd see her singing along to all the artists. I think the more troubling thing was watching uh, Oprah Winfrey sing along. <laughs> Because it looked like she wanted to yell at you while she was singing. <laughs> Did you see that? Was it during uh, Miley Cyrus's performance? Oh yes, yeah. And she's like pointing aggressively at the like. I'm like, what? Who are you yelling at, Oprah? She's is it very Miley? spirited. She was very aggressive.
4: <laughs> well, one of the reasons why it's hard for me sometimes to watch the Grammys is because there's just not a lot of rock representation, rockaholics. So if you consider yourself a big fan of rock music like we are in this room, especially Sarah, yeah. <laughs> such a fan that you could name a song after only hearing one second of the chorus, we want you to prove it. And if you prove it, you might be winning concert tickets to see Bear Tooth, 206-803-ROCK. We're going
2: to play Hook or Shook at 920. <laughs>
0: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
3: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. The Daily Make Show presents the Extreme Music Showdown. Let's play Hook or Shook. Please sign this waiver before we continue. Thank you. We'll drop a one-second snippet of the hook of a song. If you can't name the song, watch out, you're gonna get shook
4: it is time to play hook or shook on the daily mig show and this week we are playing for those bear tooth tickets the band is going to be at showbox soto on february 27th and our contestant this morning is matt in snohomish good morning good morning so, you have to get both songs right to win these tickets. The first song, you are totally on your own. The second song, a member of this fine radio program at random will have to get it right for you. If you lose, caller nine will get those tickets. And we're going to see who you're playing with. Will it be me, Miggs, or Sarah?
1: It's been Sarah a lot recently. Here we go. Taryn, Steve. Sarah, oh, is it going to land on Sarah again? Oh, no! It no! on Taryn. Taryn.
4: All right. Are you ready to do I this, Matt? I believe in screwed. us. Yeah.
1: Matt, yeah, I thought we you were done. screwed, but it turns out you got Taryn on your side, so I think you're going to be okay.
4: <laughs> well, I hope so. Why That's not. a lot of buildup. All right. Danny's got your first clip. Are you ready?
1: I'm ready.
0: Let me add that one more time. Uh, Intergalactic Beastie Boys. Yeah!
4: I played this for my daughter because
1: she likes doing robot dances.
4: Big hit. We have one of those like voice changer microphone things, mm-hmm. and if you if you put it up real close cool, you can make yourself sound like that voice.
1: What did you sound like again their turn?
4: <laughs> Every time my kid's like, I don't know that song, you're annoying, mom.
1: Out of context, that's a whole different sound. <laughs> yeah, <it is. laughs> all right, Matt. Now all you gotta hope for is that Taryn gets her her song right and you'll win those pair two tickets.
4: Oh. Let's hear it again just for fun. It's Metallica. Enter Sandman. Right on, Sarah. Yes, Matt. Now I gotta ask: Have you seen Beartooth before? I have not. They just prepare yourself. It is one of the most electric and exciting live shows I've really? ever seen. Yes, and they're very Holy popular Lord. with with the younger generation of rockers. So I feel like these guys are like kind of carrying the torch right now, and I just love it.
1: So when you walk in to see the show, you're like, "Hello, fellow kids! Hello, <laughs> hello, youth! I, I am here for the rock and I am roll also music. A youth, right on, Matt! Congratulations, man! That's awesome." <laughs> Thank you.
4: That was awesome. I love a winner. Well, if we've talked about something this morning that you want to weigh in on, Rockaholics, now would be a fine time to call us up. 206-803-ROCK. We're going to check in with the Rockaholics after Nirvana. The Daily
1: Mix Show. The Daily Mix
4: Show. Throughout the morning, we have received your texts and your calls, and we're finally getting a chance to talk with the Rockaholics. So if there's something you want to chat about, now would be a great time to call us. 206 803 Rock. Seth in Puyallup, earlier we were talking about the passing of Toby Keith, and you actually saw Toby Keith live and really enjoyed it.
0: I did. Oh, man. Hey, first of all, thanks for having me back on the show. What a special treat. Awesome. Awesome. Thank Um, you. Yeah. Um, I did see Toby Keith, and you know what? I'm convinced more than ever, he would have been a rockaholic. And I'll tell you how I know. I was. It was 2011. I was stationed down in Djibouti, Africa. And they told us Ted Nugent and Toby Keith are coming on the USO tour. Okay. I'm a huge Ted Nugent fan from way back in the day. And this was super exciting for me. A week before the show, they said, hey, Ted Nugent can't come. Apparently, he said some disparaging remarks about the president. He got kicked off the tour. And so it's just going to be Toby Keith. And I don't know anything about Toby Keith. He had just come out with the Red Solo Cup song. And I knew that one. I figured, hey, it'll be a good time anyway. That's right.
4: (laughs) That's the jam. Uh,
1: (laughs) When you're in Djibouti, it's time to party.
0: (laughs) And it was. I think he actually might have said that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, he played those first three or four songs and had me convinced this guy knows how to rock and roll. Right. It was already a good show. And then he says, hey, you know, tonight is a special night. We're going to have a lot of fun. But it was going to be even more special. Too bad my idiot friend, Ted Nugent, can't keep his mouth shut. So just for you guys, I'm going to channel my inner Ted Nugent. And, I mean, he slammed the chords on his guitar and out screeches cat scratch fever. He drops down into a full-on hunter stance, like he's got a bow and arrow, and he's, like, attacking the crowd. And he just starts wailing. And he goes... I don't know where they come from, but they sure do come. And 5,000 people roared. I'm talking about we were eight miles from Somalia, and them damn pirates heard us yelling. (laughs) It was
1: incredible.
0: (laughs) Such a memorable night. And ever since then, I mean, huge fan.
1: Yeah, it's sad news. Oh, yeah. He was 62 years old. He was battling some cancer. He was with his family yesterday, thankfully, and, and passed away peacefully with his family. But I was shocked when I woke up this morning. I was just kind of scrolling on social media. I wasn't expecting to see that kind of news. And It's a huge blow.
0: It's and, a huge blow, especially for the military community. You know he did 11 USO tours? I didn't know that. That's almost twice as many as Robin Williams. Wow. And this is what he was known for. I mean... The guy was incredible. The things that he did for the community, especially there in Oklahoma, he he raised a lot of money for uh, kids with cancer. I mean, the guy's a legend.
4: Well, thank you for the tribute to him this morning, Seth. We appreciate that, brother. Johnny Brown and Edmonds, you have something you want to congratulate Steve about. Was it beating me at BeatMigs this morning? I
1: crushed you.
0: <laughs> it was about steve Miggs this morning hey steve congratulations on everything you have done since you have arrived in seattle we are so proud of you out here in Edmonds, and we're glad that you were our neighbor for a minute and uh ted nugent
1: on that last call my buddy's out at Quinault. took him out bear hunting so uh shout out to tandy charlie and Otto tanner and All the uh,
0: tribal members out there hosting Ted Nugent, they said he was one of the coolest guys. But back to you, Steve. Thank you for... uh,
1: No, I appreciate you, Johnny. Thank you, man. Dude, Johnny, I've known you forever, for many, many years. And I have to tell you, there's been a lot of great moments in my life. And I think none better was me getting out of Edmonds and being as far away from you as a neighbor. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) No, Johnny, I I love you, man. Thank you, brother. I really appreciate it, man. That's that's super nice of you. How lovely. We're in full heel mode for a second. I had to. <laughs> a lot of people are texting in. They're like, when is this Chuck E. Cheese party happening? Another person said, Grammy talk? That's all great and stuff. But I want to hear about the Chuck E. Cheese party. Fingers are crossed that we're going to have the world's dumbest listener party ever. And it's going to be at a Chuck E. Cheese. I mentioned it to my wife yesterday. And she says, you know Tatum's going to want to go to that. She's been, I guess, apparently just like Barrett. I didn't know this, but apparently Tatum's been asking mom to take her to Chuck E. Cheese recently.
4: He's just this legend that they must know.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, what better way to do that than when a bunch of rockaholics.
4: I mean, his middle name, Chuck E. Cheese, is entertainment, and so is the middle name of the Daily Meg show. So
1: let's keep our fingers crossed that the Chuck E. Cheese in Tacoma will allow us some time.
4: And we'll stay on the good side.
1: Yeah, I don't know how this will go. It could go. I, I think it'll go great.
4: Brie, if you're listening, it's going to go great. Yeah. She's the manager, right? Yes. She's our yes. new friend.
1: She's the one that we're keeping our fingers crossed to make this happen. But, but we're down. Like we said, if, if Chuck E. Cheese says, yes, it can happen, we're going.
4: I just want to try the new pizza recipe.
1: Yeah. On well, top
4: of everything for- else, I really want to try the new pizza.
1: A few people texted and they said, yeah, during the pandemic, they they obviously had to pivot and they had to make a change because people were not able to go to Chuck E. Cheese. So they were doing online ordering where people can get it delivered to them. And it's oh. called Pasquale's Pizza. That, That's was, like the... that was Chuck E. Cheese's alter ego. Really? Pasquale.
4: What does that mean?
1: Chuck E. Cheese in Italian.
4: <laughs> Are you kidding me? No.
1: <laughs> Very serious. I not know. <laughs>
4: Steve, I'm so gullible. I won't oh, you're believe screwed. anything you tell me.
1: You're screwed because if I know you're gullible, I'm going to constantly mess with you.
4: <laughs> I'm going to be going around telling everybody, do you know how to say Chuck E. Cheese in Italian?
1: You're gonna Pasquale. A, you're going to be at your next party. Guys, you won't believe. Do you know Chuck E. Cheese in Italian is Pasquale?
4: How do you say, is there a way to say cheese in Italian? Le. Is that?
1: Yeah, Chuck is pas, and then E is qual, and then cheese is le. Pasquale. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I'm know. convinced
1: you you must be right. I mean, there's Google for a reason. Cheese. Is that what you think it is means I gotta but find I'm out. am
4: disappointed this. that you don't know, considering your Sicilian heritage.
1: It's formaggio.
4: Formaggio. Duh.
1: Yeah. Everybody knows so, that. So What is Chuck in Italian then? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Mondrino. So Mondrino e. Formaggio. That, okay. sounds, that sounds like we're, we're, like you're ordering something from like Olive Garden. Oh. <laughs> That'd be funny if Chuck E. <laughs> Cheese started doing like a high-end restaurant and that's what they called it. I'd be there every day. I might as well give it a shot. Yeah.
4: Candlelit dinner. <laughs> well, rockaholics, I want you to imagine for a moment what it might cost you to get a suite at the Super Bowl. Think of that number. And then we're going to tell you what it is at 950.
0: The Daily Mail.
4: It would be pretty fantastic to end up in one of the luxury suites at Allegiant Stadium for the Super Bowl.
1: I'd not just be happy just to be at the game, but yeah, if you can put me in a suite, let's go.
4: I'll even stand outside and just listen to the roar of the roar of the crowd. That would be fine. <laughs> yeah. But you gotta be pretty rich to pull it off. If you want a suite at the big game, this features twenty tickets and two parking passes, two point five million dollars.
1: Just two parking passes? Oh, you yeah. got to be kidding me!
4: And that's a one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars per person. So we're doing it right if we just pull, pull I mean, all dude, our all the rockaholics. We're we going to pull be, all our money together, and then we're going to draw twenty names.
1: We wouldn't be able to afford like one <laughs> ticket, maybe even one parking pass at that point. That is pretty insane. I, I think this story came out because it was a Christian McCaffrey. He has a big family, apparently, and his mom was being interviewed about it. she's like, yeah, we were talking about maybe getting like a suite. And then they were like, yeah, that's out of our price range. I mean, I think Christian McCaffrey probably has a couple extra dollars. But do you want to drop $2.5 million? Do
4: you love your family?
1: Not that much. No, I I, (laughs) I actually don't. (laughs) They say that the
4: average ticket price is $9,800.
1: Yeah, I believe that. I mean, it's Vegas. I can't even, like, I was thinking about that. Like, how insane is it going to be in Vegas this weekend? Like, it's already crazy doing it in Phoenix or crazy doing it in New York. But here, now you're bringing everyone to Vegas where people are already partying for the Super Bowl, even if the game's not happening there. And now the game's happening there. It's going to be nuts.
4: I mean, if there's any place that the party just gets bigger it's it's vegas
1: i did see the pictures of, it, uh, of the suite have you seen what that suite looks me. like it's it's pretty amazing I, i'm not sure if i could pull up the picture of course right now but it's it's pretty phenomenal and do they get like,
4: like i mean i'm hoping that it's like all you can eat all you can drink
1: well i mean you have to pay more for that then more than 2.5 million that i don't know i mean i have no idea if 2.5 million that includes the food as well but i remember we had a Back when the Seahawks, this is forever ago, there was a guy who used to, like, he was doing really well with real estate. And he decided, like, instead he was using, he had his own suite at the, at the Seahawks Stadium. I think it was called Quest Field at the time. And originally he had it so that he can kind of, like, you know, win over some new clients in real estate, bring them to the game. But he was also a big fan of the station and the men's room and our show. And so he just started inviting us to his suite. And this suite was six figures for the season. Right, and that was not including food because he was like, "Oh yeah, it cost me X amount of like certain like like maybe twelve hundred, fifteen hundred bucks each game just to have food in that suite." And we're all looking. I'm like, "Dude, none of us are buying houses from you." I'm like, what you? He's just like, "I don't care. This is fun." I mean, I was just like, I, that's that's a financial decision I'd never be able to make. But it was a blast. It was. The, I remember it was the year that the Seahawks beat the Cowboys in the in the playoffs with the. With the butt fumble, I think it was, or whatever, the Tony oh, Rumble fumble. yes.
4: That was amazing.
1: I almost fell out of the suite because I was so fired up when that <laughs> happened. I was I jumped to, like, hug Ted or somebody, and we're all like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is not how we handle things.
4: So are all the suites up above, or do they have some that are, like, down below, too?
1: They do have some down below. They have some in the end zone. That's what,
4: okay, that's what I was thinking. When you said fell out, I was like, he must not have been in the... In
1: the one on the ground? <laughs> no, no. If I was in the one on the ground, I, don't, I, I would have no problem falling out. I'd land on the falling field. Race. Yeah, I'd land on the field. That would be a good problem to have. Hang out with Blitz instead of landing on another human being underneath me. Oh my god! But that's a lot of money.
4: And you did? Wait, did you actually go?
1: All oh, way? Sarah found the pictures. The suite is nice. It's very sleek looking. Oh
4: yeah, yeah. That I could have fun there. I think.
1: Yeah, something we'll never experience. No, no. <laughs> I was fired up that we got to go in a suite for the cracking game. Thanks yeah. to our friend Rob Kaufman. That was awesome. With over at Tacoma Twin Rinks, like they hooked nice. us up and put us in a suite one time, and that was a blast. But I mean, that's that's not that.
4: It's a whole other level over there.
1: That's like a home. And that's how a,
4: many suites are there all together?
1: In, in over in uh at Allegiant
4: Stadium. I mean, I, are we talking twenty?
1: I don't know. I would imagine close to that, at least fifteen. You would think bonkers. This is how the other half lives, everyone. They're making so much money. They are. How do you sneak into one of those suites? I bet they're pretty good with security.
4: I bet. Could I, I, you
1: imagine? S- Super our Bowl Snim security rods. has got to
4: be next level.
1: Could you imagine like the four of us just walk into someone's suite like, hey, guys, and just like, get out.
4: Like we have our own little passes like Wayne's World. Deep Deep.
1: Real quick, do the math on this, and it's a big number, 128 executive suites at Allegiant Stadium. What?
4: That is way more than I thought could possibly fit in that space. Yeah.
1: I can't imagine all of them look as nice as that, right? Do you think
4: how many does Taylor Swift have?
1: Oh boy, I bet she has at least two.
4: I, I sure I probably a minimum, yeah.
1: Like One just for her, just to get away from all the crazies in <laughs> the other suite. Like the Mahomes family. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I need a break from the Mahomes family. I'm going to my other <laughs> suite.
4: Well, there's a woman who came out of a coma and was laughing at a joke when she did. And this was a coma she'd been in for five years. It was totally bonkers. We're going to tell you all about it during the Daily Mig's download after Imagine Dragons. The Daily Mig
1: Show. The Daily Mig Show. Knowledge is power. So give us five-ish minutes and we'll give you uh Some interesting stuff you can talk about at work. This is the Daily Mig's download. A.K.A.
4: the DMD.
0: Here's your daily dose of doings happening in the world.
1: And the DMD is brought to you by Palace Lawn. Today, it's National Chopsticks Day.
4: I used chopsticks yesterday. I was one day early.
1: Were you eating sushi? No, Thai food. Thai food. Okay.
4: Mm I'm really good with chopsticks.
1: We used to chopsticks as well. We had a... Uh, is it poke or poke? I said poke. Okay. they had like a poke. You could get like tofu and avocado instead of like fish and stuff. There's a, a, a place like it's like a mixed place. A mixed bowl. to poke bowl place in the Sunrise Village in, in Puyallup that's really freaking good.
4: And now I want that for today.
1: Yeah, so go to it. Make it happen. <laughs> uh, also today, National Frozen Yogurt Day. Oddly enough, right by that poke place, there's a cheese.
4: Perfect.
1: And it's International Eggplant Day, so... Do what you will with that information, please. <laughs> Sad news in the world of country music. A lot of people are just like, hey, even if you do not not a country music fan, I saw a couple people post about this. You absolutely know at least one of his songs, and that is the man himself, Toby Keith. A lot of us know him from the Red Solo Cup song, of course, because that one seemed to be played everywhere. Uh, it doesn't matter where you went, all of a sudden you heard, Red Solo Cup, uh-huh, I fill you up, let's have a party passed away at the age of 62. He was battling stomach cancer, and he was around his family yesterday, so at least he was with the people that he loved. 20 number one songs on the Billboard charts, including one of the songs I did not know anything about. I don't know if you know this one. It's called Beer for My Horses. It's a duet.
4: for my man and beer for my horses.
1: It's a duet with Willie Nelson, not Tyron Daly. if I have a little force. We'll raise up our glasses against evil forces singing. Whiskey for my man, beer for my horses.
4: You've never heard that song?
1: Honestly, if I heard that song, I probably thought it was like a parody of something. Like it's a I at
4: very my house we song. do we do not feed beer to our farm animals. I don't know if that that's right. For
3: my man.
1: For my do you give the whiskey to the men?
4: I give the whiskey to me. Oh, but no, okay.
1: no beer for your horses. No beer for the horses. What about for the goats? None for the Chickens, goats. Chickens? No. Emus? No. None of them. May he rest in peace, Toby Keith. Uh, a lot of hit songs, though. That guy sure. definitely brought a party to a lot of people who loved his music and country music in general.
4: Jennifer Fluellen from Michigan was in a coma for 5 years that was induced by a car accident and she finally came out of this coma and it was triggered by her mom telling a joke. And so the mom hears her laugh and knows that her daughter is finally awake.
1: I went online because I was, of course my stupid curiosity is what was the joke? But I couldn't find the joke on any of the news sites. I get that she still has a long road ahead of her, but I mean, for they they thought that she was never coming through. So this no. is a massive, a, a massive positive.
4: What was really wild about the story is that her she has kids, and her youngest was 11 at the time that that she went into the coma. Five years later, he was 16. Now he's 17 years old. So she said that she was broken hearted to like learn her kids' ages. and yeah. it just completely made her sad.
1: That's got to just be a mind death. All of a sudden, you come through and everything is fast forwarded five years.
4: And for a while, she was only able to nod, and that was kind of her main, you know, communication. But now she's been working on her speech and mobility recovery. Pretty remarkable story, and we, we wish her all the best.
1: And mom's not doing stand-up comedy. It's no.
4: <laughs>
1: hey, uh, players in the Super Bowl, a lot of people are wondering, well, what's the incentive other than the trophy, the the fame, the ego? But what about money? And there's somebody who did, a, a, did some research to figure out what the payouts are for everybody. So if you win the Super Bowl, everybody on the winning team is going to get one hundred and sixty four thousand dollars each
4: regardless of your position
1: right right doesn't matter what you're doing losing team Eighty-nine thousand will help me forget that i lost the super bowl i'll tell you uh and then i guess it for different amounts as you go throughout the playoffs like if you make it uh to the wild card divisional round you get about fifty thousand dollars if you make it to the cha- conference championship you're making about seventy three thousand extra dollars to your salary
4: i was today years old when i learned that they got money on top of their already ridiculous salaries for
1: playing in these games. Well, they have play, I have no idea. They have to play more games. They have to feed more children. Oh, poor you.
4: Poor guy. Better pay that man. Give him his money. You
1: know, some people say that about us. Oh, poor you guys telling fart jokes for four hours in the morning. You can pay your bills that way. Tough life. Hey, weather, is going to be 46 degrees. going to rain today as well. Thank you, seattleboatshow.com for giving us the Daily Mix download. And that's what's up. Poor you. Ryan Castle is up
4: next with the Morning 12 Pack.